Hi, Vasundra, ma'am. Hello. Welcome to Lavis. I am good. How are you? Thank you for inviting me to talk to you people. And I hope what I say will be useful to many people. Yes, really. it's our pleasure. Cancer. Yeah. <clears throat> so, welcome to Lavis Cancer and Zenonconnet.io. And this is a cancer healing journey talks where we invite speakers who have gone through cancer, maybe as patient, survivor, or caregivers. So thank you for giving your time and joining us. It's an honor to have you with us. Yeah, let me let me know what you would like to know about uh, about my journey. Uh, if you want, I can start talking about it. Um, yeah. In nineteen ninety seven. I had just uh, done a test, a test which is called an HLA test, hmm. which is a done for uh, donating my kidney. Hmm. My son, who was 15 years old, was detected with kidney disease, okay. and I was planning to donate my kidney. Hmm. So we were, you know, going through a very bad uh, phase where we were so worried about his health. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, um, after the test was done and the doctor said, yes, you can donate your kidney, we were very relieved. But this very evening, or maybe it was two days later, mm-hmm. I uh, felt a lump in my breast. Mm-hmm. And when I spoke about it, my husband said, okay, you know, because we, are, we were always, we were so uh, distracted with the kidney disease. Mm-hmm. The only thing that we thought of, okay, go to the doctor, get it checked. So it was a very simple statement. But the next day when I went to the doctor and I tested myself, I did a mammogram and I found that there was a lump. But, you know, it is very tough to believe that you have a disease and that you are going through something. So you always doubt that yeah. is this right or not right? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the best thing I could do was take the report and I went and met one Dr. Jasawala. Mm. He was the founder of the Tata Institute of Cancer in Mumbai. Okay. And uh, when I met him, he, he felt my uh, breast and he felt that there was a lump. Mm. He said, yes, the, the lump is quite large. It's, it's looking like a, it feels like a lemon-sized lump. When mm-hmm. we continued all the tests, we did the mammogram. We saw he saw the report, but he did some tests, and then uh, they said, "Now we have to get it, uh, get uh, your thing operated very fast." So it was a huge shock because yeah, here I was going to donate my kidney, yeah. and I was going to be a donor, and my role was changing. I was going to become the patient. Mm-hmm. So it was a very tough time at that time, and. Um, the whole thing was that we didn't have medical insurance. 1996, my family didn't have medical insurance. Mm-hmm. So the, the problem starts there, you know, where you know that you're going to dip into your savings and spend on medic, uh, medical treatments. And then what happened was, uh, the first thing was we had to get, the, get, uh, the, get into the surgery. What I did... I was very uh, worried about my son because he, I was donating my kidney to him. He was so young and he had placed full hope on me that his mother would donate and save him. 
Yes. My husband being diabetic, he could not donate. My other son was about one and a half years elder to my younger son. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously for me, it was like I was the only person who could donate. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, we went into the surgery. But before going to the surgery, I went and met my doctor, the the nephrologist, the kidney doctor. Mm-hmm. And I told him what had happened. What are the developments? The Dr. Jasawala had asked me to go in for surgery. Mm. So then I told him that, listen, why don't we just donate the kidney? Let's finish this before the cancer spreads and creates problems for us. So he said, no, you can't do that because even one cell of cancer, one cancer Mm. cell getting transferred with the kidney could damage the kidney and your son's life and, you know, put him Mm. and big uh, problem Hmm. life would be at stake so what we did was we decided to go through the surgery Hmm. and when the surgery was going on they took a sample a frozen section biopsy biopsy, and found out that it was malignant so they moved the whole the the breast the nodes and uh, I had to then there was a further treatment, the radiation, the chemotherapy. The chemotherapy came first, then the radiation. Six cycles of both, the mm. ra- chemotherapy and the radiation. Okay. Chemotherapy went very smoothly. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the sense that um, I didn't have any problem. So it went very smoothly. And, uh, and also the radiation. So nothing happened. And then thereafter, I could donate my kidney. After the radiation was over, then a couple of months later, I had to approach the doctor again, the nephrologist, and tell him, by then, my son had started his dialysis. So, so, you know, the worry was more uh, that I was delaying the whole process. But we got uh, everything sorted, and I could donate my kidney. So from 97 to 99, was a very tough journey for us because we didn't know what was happening, but what will go good or what will go bad. So we were just struggling. Yeah. So like there were many things going around. And yeah. yeah. So how you managed your emotion health that time? Actually, you know, you've got a very good question there because I didn't have time for my own emotions. The only thing I knew was I had to go and do this. My target was set. I had to give my kidney. So when I spoke with the oncologist, mm-hmm. first I had spoken to the nephrologist, told him that I want to donate. Yes. Then Dr. Jasawala gave me a young oncologist. He said his name is, uh, he is no more now. His name is Dr. Arun Kurkare. Mm-hmm. So he sent me to Arun Kurkare and um, he said that he will take care of your treatments, the surgery and all that. So I told uh, my the nephrologist, Dr. Gandhi, B.V. Gandhi, is very renowned from British Cancer Hospital. I told him that you have to be there when we are doing all the surgery and all that because we don't know. We I want to be sure that I can donate my kidney. So what the doctors did was the nephrologist and the uh, the oncologist both were in Breach Candy Hospital. So mm-hmm. they discussed and made uh, then they made some plans 
And the plan made by my oncologist was so good that, you know, every treatment was planned very uh, smoothly for me. That is according to what the doctors can do. Yeah. Finally, it depends on the patient. So, you know, in my case, I had only to wait to donate my kidney. That was my only target. The whole goal was set because the family would otherwise be totally at a loss. If, you know, if I'm also not well and the younger son is not well, out of four, uh, four members, if two people are not well, it's, uh, yeah. it's a problem. So I had to be very careful on that. I was a working woman, so I never took leave. Oh. I did chemotherapy and for the uh, surgery, I had taken leave. And I went back to work very soon because I didn't want to lose on income. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to, uh, that means I wanted to keep a job, basically. Mm-hmm. Not destabilize myself, but to stabilize myself. So I had this job and I was working on the job, doing my chemotherapy, going back to work. So it was like, it was like one uh, full uh, uh, total plan where everything was supposed to happen one after the other. And yeah. I told him, watch the next, next step. Okay, now I have to do this. So that yeah. helped. Because if we don't have a focus, we don't have anything and we are very unhappy or we are devastated, it's very difficult to fight, fight the disease. Yeah. Cancer is not a simple disease. And yet, breast cancer is the simplest of cancers. Yeah. Not a very tough cancer. So, so, so you still need to have that uh, determination to say, okay, I'm going to handle this and I'm going to get through this. Yeah. So it was your willpower that you came out of it. It was not only my will family, the, the family. And the, of course support, yeah. The whole family was, uh, in the sense, being the mother becomes mm-hmm. the big uh, thing, you know, where you have to do your particular role properly. Yeah. Not that the father, father is the earner, chief, uh, chief wage earner, but the mother's role is to hold the family together. So we have to play that role very effectively. Otherwise, it's very tough because uh, we can, uh, you know, the whole family will be in a chaotic uh, mess, mm-hmm. something wrong. So, but there were times when I was not dejected, but I knew there were a lot of uh, things in the family because sons were also disturbed. Like suddenly I'm going to give you a piece of cake and I'm saying, Okay, I'm not giving it to you. Yeah. And here is a question of a life, you know. A person, uh, yeah, 70, you know, 15 and a half, 16-year-old boy is looking at a normal life. For him, the kidney disease is a shock because suddenly, you know, 15-year-old boy gets kidney disease. Yeah. And uh, so that itself is a shock. That itself is a trauma. We were handling that. And then we had this. So. Yeah, he, he, was just, he was just 15 years old. So how he managed himself throughout all this actually, journey? I think uh, I would say that he was the one who actually helped us because his attitude was very positive. He had the, you know, the smiling face and he would, uh, even when he was going to dialysis, he'd, oh, I'm fine. And, you know, he would act or he would make us feel that he is all right. So that was one thing which helped us. Uh, and he, and uh, we educated him. We gave him the opportunity to make a choice. 
whether it was a doctor, whether it was uh, to have information. Those days, information on the net, the VSNL dial-up and all that, you know, internet was not like this mm. today where you can just, on the switch of a uh, finger, you can get information. It wasn't that way. But all the information, he would look into the net and get information. And even for my cancer, lots of things, information we got through the net those days. We took advice from people. We listened to people, but then did exactly what we felt is right so that we can be on the right path, you know, because when you hear too many uh, people telling you things, you can get confused. Confused, yeah. So you need to follow the doctor. Firstly, have full faith on your doctor. You build a relationship with the doctor, whoever it is, whether he may be in a small town or a big town. If you have faith in the doctor, you will tend to listen to what he says. And if he mm -hmm. makes a mistake, that is a question of life and death, which uh, it's a chance, you know, in life, we can't make a 100% mm. uh, correct uh, evaluation. Nobody, mm. the doctor nor the patient, nobody can. And today we can't say I was successful, but God had been there to take us uh, through the journey. So things worked out. Mm. So, and what about the diet and lifestyle changes? There might be many things you need to take care of. Uh, at that time, uh, I was very careful about my, in fact, after donation also, I've been careful with my kidney. Mm -hmm. So uh, those days, uh, okay, I added having more sprouts and stuff like that, you know, more salads, sprouts. Uh, what happens is normal households, we don't um, put a lot of emphasis, emphasis on uh, all this, you know, the salads part. Mm -hmm. We are, uh, whatever is cooked, we just tend to eat. Mm -hmm. But then you need to understand that now there is a change you have to make. So, so I started having sprouts, salads, and I also added uh, beet grass okay. to my diet. Mm -hmm. So that, uh, because those days people were talking about it. So we said, okay, let us do all the things that are positively right for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you're just taking a chance and you don't want to take the, you want to take the right chance and uh, see whether it works for you. And then also there was something called wheat, uh, wheat germ or wheat, I don't know. It was like a powder, which I used to have with my oats. Okay. I forget the name now. So we got it from the medical stores those days. And um, so that also helped me. Yeah. And what about your son's diet? His diet might be completely changed. It had changed. So you see, that is uh, the whole thing. From 1996, November, he was detected. Hmm. He was uh, in the ICSC board exam uh, prelims. That is, okay. in November, it was detected. December was the prelims. Hmm. And March was his uh, board exam. Hmm. So, you know, I, we were worried that he will not pass that uh, year. But he did very well. And he got hmm. into good admissions. He went into IIT to do his master's. He went to US to do his PhD. So things worked out because he was also persistent. And he also realized that education is most important. First thing is, we need to have education and occupation in any walk of life so that you feel um, you can manage the problems. If you have income, you have no, your problem is less. No problem, I won't say, but you can at least manage. You can pay for your expense. But yes. If you don't have income, then you have a problem. 
Today, insurance, medical insurance is something that everyone needs to get. Whether, you, you know, it's a, you feel that it's 2,000 rupees is a waste of money every year. I don't know what it is today, the fees. But I'm just telling you uh, as a ballpark figure. Because that is how a middle class will think. Oh, it's a money which I'm paying. I'm not having any medical problem. Why am I paying this? It's a waste of money. But no, it's not a waste. It's something that you invest for your life. So when you get yes. into a problem and when you're hospitalized, you have someone paying for the treatment. You're not left in the lurch. Yes. <coughs> Sorry. And uh, how is the life of a donor after uh, he or she donates kidney? There are many myths attached to it, like uh, will they able to survive? On uh, one kidney and all. 1999 to what now? 21 years. Yeah. Uh, what we have to do is after we donate the kidney, you become mm -hmm. like, you are also on a single kidney. So you yeah. take the kidney. Mm -hmm. So not have all these uh, junk food, not have all these uh, preserved foods, too much of pickle, papad, salty food. Because in India, we have lots of salt in our food. Yeah. Um, so now I'm in Dubai. I find that uh, here people have less salt in their food than our, compared to our Indian food. And we also add layers of salt. Now, if we make a sev puri, there is a puri which has got salt. Then it has got the chutneys which have salt. Then we have the potato and we add salt on top. Yeah. So there is salt, 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 salt. Mm -hmm. But if you make a simple food, you know, and you eat a simple meal, like people also add salt in the chapati atta. They also add it in the rice. Yeah. Rice chapati can be had plain. There's no need to add salt. So it's a correction of our own uh, uh, practices, you know. And maybe the practices followed generations ago. People didn't know that there is something like this, like kidney mm -hmm. disease will happen or cancer will come or didn't know how it will come. So today we can correct our things diet in a way that where it can be avoided, you know, mm. uh, buying a store-bought ready-to-eat food. You can even go to a restaurant and buy food because that is, uh, they won't be adding uh, preservatives. They know that they have to finish, especially the past uh, restaurants, you know, like a UDP type of a restaurant. In Bombay, we have UDP. I don't know, in Delhi and all that, whether you have uh, Rajasthan, you have UDP. But we in Bombay, we have these Udupi dosa uh, uh, joints where it is the food is there for today and it's over tomorrow, not there. Okay. Make fresh food. Hmm. So you see what happens, they don't have to put preservative. So that hmm. food is safer than buying the packaged food, which is, you know, ready to eat meal. You put it in the water and then have it. In two minutes, the food is cooked. That can be, uh, that has preservatives, not good for our health. So I don't know that more and more we are having those type of food, uh, but we need to go back to having simple home food on a day-to-day -day basis. And any time you want to have something like a treat, it's okay. Uh, it's not a, it's an occasional treat. So that's okay. Yeah. And is there any difference between life of a person living with uh, two kidneys and life of a person living with one kidney? Like, do they have any side effects? later after they donate kidney and all no yeah, that's what i'm saying when we when we talk about staying away from pickles and too much see uh, it's not only it's a standard today it's a standard thing 
because high people, many people get high blood pressure. Yeah. And high blood pressure can cause a kidney damage mm -hmm. if it is not controlled properly. Like, see, normally what happens, we, we go to the doctor, doctor says you've got high BP, they give a tablet. Mm -hmm. We take the tablet and okay, now this is routine. The blood pressure is not controlled. We are not checking that. We are not going back to the doctor. Then what happens? Without knowing the kidney is damaged. After 10 years of doing all this, taking medicine. Mm -hmm. And then we say, but I'm taking medicine. But we don't realize we have to control. We have to do the checkup. BP checkup. Yes. Or go back to the doctor and ask, uh, you know, how is my health condition? Go and do a blood test. Because what happens is in that process, because we are so busy with our normal lives. Now COVID is there. So we are busy. We have to put a mask. We have to sanitize. So there's, our tasks have gone up. When so much of work has gone up, the workload has gone up. And you're working from home, from morning on the laptop, you're working till night. So you don't have time. If you are having no time, you still have to make time for this one test, this monthly checkup or every three-month checkup. So when you do that, then you will at least keep a track on your health. But what is happening? We are not having time. We are all busy. Social media is taking away time. Entertainment is taking time. But we don't have time for doing it. Yeah. So that is where we are making a mistake. You yeah, see that we need to focus on more so, answers. No, early detection is, at least helps you, saves your yeah. uh, health. And yeah. you're spending less on your uh, treatments. Yeah. So we need to spread awareness more about early detection and self-examination. Yeah. Cancer, definitely we can, people who are all young women should do that uh, self-examination and do a checkup. Uh, you know, go and do a checkup, maybe platelet counts uh, low, then you know there's something wrong, some infection is there. So, you know, you have ways of tracing things out. So when you start tracing things out, then, then you will be able to, it doesn't mean that everyone has cancer. It doesn't mean everyone will have a kidney failure. And we don't believe that and we don't want it also. We don't believe, we don't want it. But it doesn't mean that we cannot look at small things and details and try and see how we can uh, set it right. Yeah. Because uh, finally, who suffers is person who's not uh, who's not been uh, uh, very conscious many people are very very conscious they do everything properly they look at their nails see that nails are painted they do everything properly so if we are if they're able to do 100% we should at least do 90% or 95% get the test done you don't have to do all the things that others do but here we have to find out which are the important things in life where yeah. Education, occupation, health, family, all these are very important. So we have to look at all these which are as important elements of life, without which we can't manage. Yes. So we have to look at that. And financial also, when we're talking about employment, financial. So when we talk about financial insurance, so that I'm not a promoter, I'm not promoting insurance for promoting sake, but we have suffered a lot because we didn't have an insurance. So yeah. we lost all our uh, savings on treatments, medical treatments. So if we can avoid it, 
if we are educated and we are employed with good salaries, definitely uh, medical insurance is very important. Yes, and especially for cancer and other many chronic diseases. Yes. Even, yeah, the big, because those things don't tell you that I'm going to come to you. No, they mm -hmm. don't tell you. They just come. When they arrive, they come with a lot of baggage, so many problems. Firstly, the complications about the health. How do you handle your health? Your emotions. You talked about emotions. That is very important. Mm -hmm. Many people feel that my life has come to an end. Yeah. Why me? The yes. question about why me? Mm -hmm. Because they think that it's not me, someone else can get it. No, it's not going to be like that. Everyone has got their own journeys. So we have to accept all this as part of our life. There's no choice and uh, we can avoid it. That is different. Even if you do all the things, like, you know, you can do 100 things right, but you can still get cancer. You can still get a kidney failure. So it's not, everything is not in your hands. But being uh, aware of things and trying to manage these things, trying to see that you are doing whatever is good for you, it's just about the right thing. Yeah. And whenever we like go through any life uh, difficulties in our life, we come out more positive and learn a lot of things. So what are things or, or what are the life lessons you learned from your journey? My own cancer taught me, and I would say my family uh, learned a lot because we realized I had to say that I must survive because of my son, because he should see me. I used to go to work regularly so that he saw me working in spite of my treatments, and he would get always busy. Even on dialysis, he was studying for his exam. So, you know, that was, an, that was a thing, message that was going from me. But the thing I learned is that we just need to keep walking, not worry about the world, what is the world doing. We have to take guidance from people, understand what others are going through. But we have to chalk, make our own plans. Hmm. Because every household has a different layout. The bedroom is somewhere, toilet is somewhere. That way, your life is in your life also. Some things will be in this problem something will be another problem you may not have a home of your own you may not have uh, you may have too many members in the household to worry about but the, so every family has its own individual issues and problems so you know you can't listen to the world and run your life so you have to be very focused learn to manage everything properly plan things for yourself hmm. As, as an agenda for yourself, not uh, for, uh, okay, I want to buy a Maruti car. No, not that. But an agenda for yourself. What have I to do? I have to survive. Reasons one, two, three. And when I survive, I will take my family along with me. And when I survive, I will see that I will be able to show the way for many more people. It's not consciously. But this happens as I'm talking to you today to inspire other people. Hmm. So it happens that we don't know which story is the one motivating one. Yeah. Who is the best uh, motivator? 
whose story is the best here there is no race here it is only a question of survival survival find find for yourself for your family which is the best road to survive first is faith in your doctors mm-hmm. prayers apart from faith in your doctors make your own independent investigation okay i have got breast cancer mm-hmm. what are the treatments okay i have to do this that that is the doctor telling me the right thing okay mm-hmm. today we have a google mr google telling us this is this that is that okay mm-hmm. can read up what is happening in mayo hospital what is happening in xyz hospital in india which can the tata um, uh, cancer institute is also there so you can find out information when you have the information with you when the doctor suggests something you can either ask the question the right question not to uh, disturb his uh, not to make him feel that uh, you're questioning him but mm-hmm. ask so that when you ask a question you get the right information so the right information is given only when you are willing to learn and when you have a plan that yes i need to know this information so i make a right decision the right or wrong is not our is not our thing because that is finally decided by god we have to make a decision that will make us comfortable mm-hmm. so we so you need to have faith you need to pray you need to make your own study you need to plan and you need to always feel that life is very important and we have to live no matter what yeah very well put <laughs> yeah and you have also written book shades of life so what is that about here yeah? shades of life is about my son Hmm. my son's kidney disease he was um, having this vesicoretral reflux and it was um, like when he was 10 years he was bedwetting so we went to a urologist hmm. and we wanted to see that why is he bedwetting can it be stopped because it is very embarrassing for for him hmm. he can't go anywhere uh, to spend the night with uh, when he was younger he used to he used to not worry about it but when it when he was 10 years i could see that he was a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. so we went to the urologist and the urologist said you wait till he is 15 years 14 15 when he becomes uh, uh in puberty things uh, just settle down so not to worry mm-hmm. so we uh, i was a little foolish i should have gone to another doctor you see that's why i'm saying in a normal household what happens we are so busy with our own lives going for our work and stuff like that and seeing that the children our edu- our focus on education being so much we don't realize that we have to do other things also properly yeah. so i didn't take a second opinion if i had gone for a second opinion it would have been it would have been good but when one day he was uh, having this headache mm-hmm. this was uh, as i said he was in the 10th and he was going for his preliminary exams hmm. he was uh, he was uh, missing school and watching world cup at home so i thought it was more to do with the world cup than to uh, the cricket was more interesting and he was uh, trying to be uh, not he doesn't feel like studying for his exams hmm. 
and then he said no it was a headache and then finally when we went and tested his eyes because maybe the eyesight is gone bad it was not that then we went to our family doctor and the family doctor she was i don't know what made her do it but she just tested his blood pressure okay. and it was high so she immediately said it's high mm-hmm. and uh, but he, she also called her superior her senior Mm-hmm. so the senior came and tested and then she said please go and do a blood test they didn't tell us what it was mm-hmm. so we went and did a blood test and uh, the, the doctor called up the laboratory and said please give it to us early the result mm-hmm. so the result came and his creatinine was 4.58 creatinine should be about um, uh, you know uh, zero zero point seven nine to zero point five or four every time it is different so anyway it should be in the one range of one point one things like that yeah this was four point five eight so she mm-hmm. said you go and meet a nephrologist so we went to Bridge Candy and we met the nephrologist mm-hmm. at that time we took several opinions. we told the doctor you know we went to this doctor that doctor we told him after we went we took several opinions because the first time we did not take a second opinion but this when he was 10 years if i had taken a second opinion this would not have happened so dr gandhi said if you had come to us 4 5 years back we could have done a surgery to correct this okay so there is a the reflux was happening so what was happening the urine was going from the bladder mm. to the kidney back okay. there was a reverse flow mm. from the kidney it goes to the bladder and it goes out okay yeah it was going back because the ure- uh, the, the valve was urethral valve was weak it got weak because it was flapping mm. so when it is flapping the urethra is going down so the kidneys were damaged So four or five years back, that's when we went to the urologist. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, it was uh, like you know, coming to know about something that you could have known when you went at the first visit, and you didn't know. So that was a problem for us. And I wrote this book about my son, Shades of Life, because I wanted people to know that okay, bedwetting is one big sign. Mm-hmm. you have urinary infection or bedwetting please go to the doctor for your child you must get the child yes. and now you also have kidney warrior foundation so what is that about here we are working for kidney patients we are creating an advocacy we want uh, facilities better facilities for the kidney patients so we are doing a lot of work we are educating patients about kidney disease mm-hmm. making them aware because kidney uh, disease kidney patients as a community are very neglected mm-hmm. people think kidney means problem danger mar jayega mm-hmm. that's sort of a feeling so we have to change that uh, perspective make them realize that you can live okay depending on how many years you can live that is not your choice but you can live for people live on dialysis for 23 years okay in germany one chap has finished 50 years on dialysis so you know it's a question of about how you manage yeah 
but the cost in uh, india for dialysis is there which has to be borne by the patient so it it's uh, also cost uh, uh, you know people will not feel like spending so much money all the time every year the family has to sacrifice Mm-hmm. revenues to save one person mm-hmm. the person's person who's going through the disease is sometimes feeling very alone because there's nobody with whom to discuss so we opened on the facebook we opened a group and uh, so that group has grown and people are finding a lot of uh, uh, they're finding a lot of inspiration from other people to do their uh, treatment properly Yeah. so that is how we are working to help people to survive firstly survive mm-hmm. then thereafter little money whatever money we can collect we can help here and there we are helping it's not uh, we are not able to consistently help all the patients because it's very tough to find money mm-hmm. we try what we can we try to service yeah so heads up to what you are doing it's not as i said it's all god's way of life what he does why where he puts us in a position to do something yeah. because we are not in a position we can't do it yeah and what are your thoughts on the work and help levels cancer and zanonco.io are doing actually i'm sorry you know i've really broken away from cancer because of of my work on kidney so that's why i don't like to participate in all these uh, in fact in dubai they invite me every year this year uh, they asked me but i didn't go because of this covid i didn't want to go out mm-hmm. but uh, we have uh, in dubai many people the younger people who come in with the cancer they have a better story to tell you know mine is like it's an old story firstly secondly i'm not so attached to that cancer mm. because i had to move from cancer to kidney so my mission is in the kidney space mm. so i'm not able to actually give you much input on that so that's why i was refusing to talk to you because i want more people who are connected with the disease who really feel that they have to do something for cancer see every disease you need someone to work and to push that to cause yeah but uh, cancer already already has cancer society of india so there is a they have made a lot of work mm. there is for kidney we have not done enough mm. from the patient point of view the doctors are doing extraordinary work many uh, trusts are there across india they are doing lots of good work but for the patient community we have to do something so that we bring them on par on par uh, with the world on how to manage kidney disease so my focus has been more on that and i am not trying to uh, discredit any work that is being done in cancer nor do i think that cancer is not so big as kidney uh, disease because everyone's experience is different yes so you can't win judge maybe mine was like a touch and go if anyone will see listen to my story they think it's a touch and go she just came in and walked out which is exactly how it happened because my focus went on to i had to save my son i had to uh, after his transplant the kidney failed again again we had to do, go through dialysis so much dilemma financial uh, stress plus saving the person 
so you know that takes away a lot of time yes so it's not possible to be uh, very um, what would you say um for faithful to any of any disease like as many diseases you have you can be faithfully faithful to all then you can't give time so i'm working for kidney patients so I, my focus totally is on patients yeah so but uh, play this weird uh, thing outside i won't be <laughs> sorry no but a cancer survivor myself i am literally inspired by your journey too that is okay because you feel yes. like that it's nothing your uh, journey is that's why i'm saying nobody's journey is less yeah because it depends on how what happened to you at that time how it came out you came to the disease how you walked through the journey how you came out of the journey there are so yeah. many things yeah. so you can't really say that this one is good or that only when we sit back and think that oh so much has happened in our life Yeah. And because me, it's been long years, so I can be talking about it for a long time. Doesn't matter. But all the journeys, all the stories are equally important in the in the historic uh, library of kidney of the, the cancer survivors. Mm. And definitely, you shine. Yes, and every story is an inspiration itself. Yeah. Yeah. So many sacrifices have gone in. So much yeah. of prayer. So much of sacrifice. Yes. So, what will be your message for people who will be uh, seeing this video? Don't worry about cancer. Don't sit back. Take your treatments. Be always confident in yourself. Don't lose confidence. Know you have to do it, and you will do it. And then, of course, whether you fail or pass is not your. It's like an examination. When you study for the examination, you do your. you put in all your effort mm-hmm. and you want to pass you want to be number 1 and you may not be number 1 doesn't matter really but the the effort should not be there about not doing the right things about not working towards survival because you have a family who loves you and you have to always remember that you can't let them down yes so you have to work on your treatment accept that you got the acceptance is the biggest challenge you know you want to say no it can't be me why me can't be me all those questions are okay you want to do it you want to ask those questions please go ahead but thereafter give it a break after a while say okay now i just think i have to accept it if everyone accepted accepted it got treated and survived that means it is something it is not something that uh, people were all foolish so yeah we have to look at life that way yeah like accepting takes courage but once you accept you are already halfway done yeah half your uh, victory is there yes and it is a choice you make you have to make a choice you want to live you want to die you want to try this try that mm-hmm. everything is a choice individual choice nobody is going to be uh, telling them what to do mm-hmm. but even that choice has to be your own decision not anyone else's Yes. So, thank you so much for sharing your journey and your insightful knowledge. It was so inspiring talking to you. Thank you so much for uh, contacting me and uh, taking my story. And all the best for you. Thank you so much.